The powwow after you take a shower And we only deal with the real It feels so surreal Having a show featuring ordinary people Doing extraordinary things Within the community Like raising funds for charity Fighting for diversity Inclusion Dispelling myths and illusions Raising health awareness Tremendous conscious athletes Marathoners and triathletes Making a difference Combating ignorance mm. Behind the wheel you know the deal Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Baby O, D-Rock, D-Livingstone. And today we got a very special guest. Oh, this has been a long time coming. Lily Solomon. <laughs> she is from East L.A. Give it up for Lily. How are you doing today, Lily? I'm good. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I can't complain. It's a little uh, overcast skies out here, a little muggy and cloudy. It looks like it's going to rain. I got to get uh, track work Tuesdays, but we're here. With you, Iron Man, how are you? Oh my God. Still on cloud nine. Um, I was in my feelings after I was done, but I'm good. And your feelings <laughs> about what? what? What happened? No, it just took two years. Two years of so many things. Um, so I'm just thankful to be able to cross that finish line. Okay. Before we get into it, I got to know, Lily, are you a five bucks lady or are you a D&D &D lady? I am a Starbucks lady. I even brought my cup for you that Felicia McLean made for me. So I am a Starbucks all the way. Somebody I on the plane like... made a cup for you? No, Felicia. Felicia did. McLean, my... right, right. Yeah. One of your Soras. Shout out to Felicia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my Rumboos. Rumboos. You've got quite the following there. This is. <laughs> I'm, hmm? I'm blessed. You are blessed. Yes, you absolutely are blessed. So for those people who don't know you, why don't you give us uh, a little origin story about yourself, what got you into running, triathlons, et cetera, and, and we'll go from there. Um, so I'm originally from East L.A. Mm -hmm. I've always been a runner, cross country and track um, in high school and um, went to the Army and continued you know, running there and stuff. So got out. Running took a step back after... Um, becoming a single parent, but I decided I needed to get back into it for health reasons and for vain reasons. You know, we're all vain. We want to be, look good, but, um, <laughs> I don't know if running has helped me look any better. I think, I think it's, <laughs> I look the same. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Running is my first love. Mm -hmm. I always will be, um, uh, and stuff. So, you know, um, years ago I probably could have ran for college if I had wanted to, but I decided to go in the army instead mm -hmm. and serve my country. So thank you for your um, service. Thanks. Yeah. So um, I got back into it about 2011, I think, is when I got back into it. It might have been sooner than that, but that's what I recall. And that's you know my old, younger son was graduating high school. Mm -hmm. um, I found myself with you know going through the um, emptiness syndrome. You know, what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do now that my kids are gone? So that's how I got back into it. Okay. So you just you just woke up one day and said, I think I'm going to go for a run. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um, I have a really good friend, Andrea Bailey, um, who I was working with, who I, she asked me what my goals were, what my, was on my bucket list, and marathons were on my bucket list. I always wanted to run one in high school, mm -hmm. but due to city finals and state finals, um, that wasn't doable. So um, she said, let's, you know, she said, I'll help you. Let's start with, I'm doing half marathons and I met Heidi and I met Loopy through them and stuff. And so it's, um, like I said, I'm blessed. Mm -hmm. I have really good people around me. Yeah. You have forged quite the network there. 
I forged a really good um, network of friends and, and, and stuff that have encouraged me all along to help me with my fitness goals and my personal goals. Mm. That's incredible. You were, um, you're like the um, unofficial booking agent for, <laughs> for Behind the Wheel when I got started. Quite a few of the um, original guests for the show came from you. Uh, Gina Wright, Hannah Von Tanner, Tom Shear. Yeah. And I was like, Lily, when are you going to do the show? You just, I think at first you were just giving me these names so it would kind of fill in and I wouldn't have to interview you. I was like, Lily, when are you going to, when am I, when are you going to come on the show? How about you interview Gina? I'm like, uh, Lily, when are you going to get on the show? How about Hannah Fontana? You know, she's, she's an, she's a veteran and I'm like, okay. And you know, she's, she's done a, several Ironman. Okay. How about Tom Shear? You know, he's about to go to Kona. I'm like, yeah, I, I know this will be his 12th. So this year, I think September, right? No, he's going to do Kona. Going to do he's Kona. on his way. On his, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So proud of him. <laughs> yeah, this has been the adventure. So it has come down to Lily's all set. And then I get a, a um, I see a post of, of, of your shoulder in, in a sling. I'm like, okay, well, I don't, I don't think we're going to get the interview now. And you're like, oh, so what happened? So tell, tell the audience what happened. I mean, I mean, so. <laughs> So, um, you know, it's funny. So my journey has been long and coming about two years, two, two and a half years. I started swimming, you know, at the beginning just for, to do cross training. Mm -hmm. I met Gina, you know, if you know Gina, you know, Gina, um, story. So, you know, that she is huge on women in fitness mm -hmm. and, and since this is breast cancer month, you know, breast cancer detection and stuff. And so I met her in one of, um, I think, Race for the Cure. And I said, you know, jokingly, I said, how do I get them arms? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. Gina, Gina is fit. She said, come swimming and come do boot camp. I said, okay. I hadn't been swimming in 25 years. She convinces me to come out there and swim. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't swim, girl. I'll just doggy paddle. I'm okay. <laughs> um, in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, I meet Kendrick Lamont. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think he remembers, but he called me a one-trick pony. A one-trick oh, pony. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like, what? A one-trick pony? Uh, and I was like, what does that mean? He's like, oh, so you're just a runner? I was like, whatever. I'm okay with just being a runner. Mm -hmm. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with being just a runner. <laughs> and still nothing wrong with just being a runner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about having a healthy lifestyle. You know, it's not a fad. It's not a, um, a lifestyle. You know, it's a lifestyle change. It's not something I'm doing because I have a midlife crisis. This is, you know, a lifestyle. And, but that kind of put the seed in my head um, because I like a challenge. And I do like when somebody challenges me and says, call me a one-trick pony. <laughs> but, but anyway, so Gina was like swimming. She had just learned how to swim. Okay. And if you know anything, and Gina's a bully when it comes to people learning how to swim. She's and a bully. So, <laughs> yes, she's a bully. And I say that with love. Mm -hmm. um, but she convinces me to come out and do a swim. So I get in the pool and um, I start swimming stuff and she was like, just see if you can swim to me. Let me see what you can do. So I swim to her and she's like, oh, you're selling wolf tickets. I said, what do you mean? She's like, you're a bilateral breather. Don't know what that means. Me either. And what? she was like, <laughs> it, it means you can swim on, you can, you can breathe on both sides. Okay. So, some people can only swim and breathe on one side. I can breathe on both. Um, so it kind of began from there. So I started swimming a little bit more every, you know, just swimming 25 yards, just going down the length of the pool mm -hmm. was a struggle. I would get halfway and need to breathe um, or halfway and just need to stop. Luckily, it's a five foot pool, so I can just put my feet down. Okay. Um, so 
I meet her coach. <laughs> and Janice Hirsch um, is very passionate about the sport of triathlon. And she's very passionate about helping people learn the sport of triathlons. So um, I was like, I'm good with, she, Gina's like, you're next. I'm like, no, nope, I'm good with just being a marathoner. I'm good with being a half marathoner. Mm -hmm. I'm good, good with being just a runner, you know. Um, and then, um, like I said, her coach uh, at the time was Janice. And Janice is very, very um, passionate, which I like her passion. I like people who are passionate about what they do. And so. Yeah, it's um, infectious. It is very. <laughs> and she. And I, and I said, plus, I don't have a bike. I'm good. Janice said, oh, that's no excuse. I got a bike you can use. <laughs> Wait, so she gave you a bike? She didn't give me a bike. I would just use it on our training days, you know, when I would go out there with mm -hmm. her or whatever, because we're the same height um, and stuff. And so, and we believe it or not, we wear the same size shoe and everything. So she allowed me to use her bike when we did training, her old bike. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know how many people, you know, we're very, very um, territorial when it comes to our bikes. Yeah. So, so the fact that she given. gave you, uh, let you utilize her bike to use to, to, to get you started in the sport says a lot about her. Yes, very much so. Because that tells you how much she's passionate about the sport and stuff. And so I was using her bike whenever I would train. Um, so I started training with her, of course. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, okay, you know what? I'll try it. I'm, I'm, I'm up for the challenge. Um, and boy, I didn't realize I was going to be up for a challenge when I started this. Um, so I... I, I, as I were, I, the hunt for a bike began, um, but there were so many people that were trying to help me. One of the people that Janice was coaching at the time, Leanne um, in Granite Falls, her husband said, hey, Leanne is upgraded to a tri-bike and she's going to sell her road bike. You interested? I was like, how much? And what color? Because, you know, color matters. <laughs> <laughs> if you know anything about me, you know, I like to co I like to coordinate. <laughs> matchy, matchy. <laughs> Not matchy, matchy, but I like to coordinate. Gotcha. Um, and I don't like purple. So I did not want anything purple. Okay. <laughs> and um, the bike is blue and white. So I bought, so, and they were selling, they sold it to me. I know they gave me a good deal because it was me. Um, and they sold it to me for $300. Oh, yeah, that's a good deal. Heck yeah. Especially when all the used bikes I was looking at, everything I looked at was no less than five $600. Mm -hmm. um, and that, because, you know, I was on a budget. I'm on a budget. So what I do know now is that it's aluminum, which I need a carbon fiber because it's a, it's a heavy, heavy bike. But it's a great bike. And so I was thankful that they were selling it to me. So I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I go run to run to performance and I talked to Thaddeus there. Everything. I mean, my sh I found some tri shoes that were on sale um, from 180 to $20 because someone had returned them. Mm -hmm. I found my, I found a helmet for 20 bucks, um, a good helmet. Um, it was like all on the sale rack there. And then um, I bought my pump. I bought you know, had fixed the everything I need, uh, a seat that which they, you know, performance said, we'll put it on for you. Um, and they said, get on it so we can see, you know, they put it on the trainer, mm -hmm. had me, had me get on there and sit down so I can look at it. And, um, so yeah, so I got everything that day, everything that I needed for my bike. I get home, I start, um, I'm sitting there eating, um, and I get this bright idea that, I'm going to clip in. To, I saw how they did the trainer, and I glanced at the instructions I had for the trainer, and I mean glanced. I didn't read them. I didn't do anything. So, mm. P I thought that PSA, was just something guys just do. Um, obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> just glance at the so instructions, leave over extra yes. parts. Okay. Yes. And um, so the PSA, read instructions. Um, but I didn't know that I needed, you know, my house is um, pretty much my living room and everything is 
tile. Okay. And but even if it's not, even if it was rug, um, you know, I didn't know that you need a mat to, to put underneath. One, it's, a, it's like to catch all your sweat, mm-hmm. first of all. And two, it's a safety thing. It's a it's a rubber mat um, that you put down. I didn't know that. So I get put the bike on. I, I it's a little wobbly. Mm-hmm. So. You know, if you're a veteran, you would know not to get on the bike if it's wobbly. Uh, but I'm not a veteran, and normal people would have questioned it. I'm not normal. So okay. I, so I get on the bike. I get on the bike, and I'm taking selfies of my shoes because I'm so excited that I'm clipped in. Because clipping in is a big deal. Most of the time, you know, when you're growing up, mm-hmm. we have a huffy. We have a shrimp. You know, <laughs> I still got a shrimp. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you, you wear running shoes. You don't clip it. Who clips into a bike? I clip it on my shrimp, though. I, I, I do know that much. I, I do clip it. <laughs> oh, and, man. Uh, so, you know, I didn't do, do any of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't do any of that. I was like, um, like I said, I had, Janice had to teach me everything from shifting gears to clipping in. And, okay. Um, so I, I clip in, I'm excited, I'm taking pictures of my shoes, um, and then the front of the bike tilts one way, mm. <laughs> and me and the bike tilt the other way. Um, and I put my arm out, because I had it close to my wall, and so I put my arm out to stop the fall, and the whole bike just goes from under me, you know, just slides from under under me. Wow. And I, and I come down with my arm straight down. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I pass out because I hit my head. I don't know if I hit my head on the wall or if I hit my head on the on the ground. Because of course, who wears a helmet on when you're on the trainer? No one. Um, Ooh, you wear so your I helmet now, head. I bet, huh? I uh, know. <laughs> what I do is I put my bike near my bed. <laughs> gotcha. So you fall on the bed. <laughs> exactly. Oh, there's no there's no room to tilt either way. I either hit the wall or I hit the bed. Okay. So either way, I'm. Uh, it's not going. It's not going far. Gotcha. Um, so I get to. I realize I'm still clipped in mm-hmm. on the bike. Don't want to mess up my new bike. So I unclip and I move it slowly. I try to put weight on my shoulder, not knowing it was broken. Mm-hmm. And all I felt was pain. I knew I was in trouble. I'm like, um, I need to get up off this bike. And well, I start sliding because I'm in clips. Mm. So I take my shoes off. And then um, but then I was like, where's my phone? Because <laughs> remember, I was taking selfies. Yeah, so it should be nearby. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I found it. Uh-huh. I called my neighbor, Claudette, who used to be a trauma nurse. Okay. And I tell her I'm in trouble. So I think this would count me. as a traumatic event. Yes, very much so. And traumatic for her, too, because, you know, she had to come get me. Um, and I'm holding on to my shoulder because I have broken it all the way across. And even though this looks like the arm, it's all attached to the shoulder. Anyway, uh, I get to the emergency room. They have to give me three rounds of Dilaton because they couldn't get x-rays. They had, they're trying to get x-rays. Mm-hmm. Then they said, let's give you a Valium so that we can put you through the MRI machine. I'm claustrophobic. So the, um, they're like, your head's going to be out. I'm like, whatever. I'm still tied down and and I'm in this tube. But um, they, they get it. They realize, they see how much damage I had done to my, um, how much damage I had done to my shoulder. They said, oh, you're going to have to go see an ortho um, surgeon um, to see what they're going to do. So they put me in a sling, gave me some Percocet, and sent me home. Okay. And I had to go to the ortho. I get to the ortho, um, and he tells me he's going to let it for six weeks. He's going to see what it can do with just PT and letting it heal on its own. Okay. And six weeks later, I'm at a run to support B and a couple others um, running. Um, I see a couple of triathletes. I saw Keith, who had been also very encouraging in my journey um, prior to my injury. <laughs> and then I get a hug from one of the runners, and he was falling and, and grabbed onto my arm by mistake. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, that hurts, that hurts. He's like, my arm. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, it was a blessing in disguise. 
because I had I went, when I went to my PT, I told them I was in pain because um, you know there was no need to whine about the pain. I mean, it, I'm gonna always be in pain in some level. So um, the fact that I was coming in there in teary eyed and, and in pain, they knew something was wrong. So they herping got me to the ortho. The ortho does an X-ray again and realizes that my shoulder didn't heal correctly. Mm -hmm. So they got a they had to re-break it, detach my bicep reattach my bicep, put a plate and screws in and reattach my bicep. Okay. So now what should have been six weeks now is another six weeks of, of, um, of physical therapy. therapy. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it actually turned into more of a year of therapy. Uh, two weeks after he cleared me up, well, I started crying and he was like, what are you crying for? And my, my, pe my ortho doesn't like <laughs> emotional, but he was like, what are you crying? I was like, <laughs> no tears, oh no therapy. <clears throat> <laughs> And he was like, what are you crying? I was like, because I go from six days a week to nothing. You tell me it's six weeks, and now I've got to have surgery. And mm. he's like, you'll be, you'll be able to um, start swimming, you know, even if you just do one arm in two weeks. I was like, what? He's like, I, I can swim? He's like, yeah. Okay, no more tears. We're good. <laughs> so I, after two weeks, after the, the um, stitches healed and stuff, I was able to start swimming. So I started doing one-arm drills. Okay. Because I was like, I got to get back in the pool. I gotta, he said I can do a recumbent bike. I can, um, they didn't trust me on the treadmill because <laughs> they didn't trust that I would just walk. So they would not allow me to do anything until they felt like the plate and stuff was good to go. It's hard. It was hard. But I try to stay positive because I know that there's people who are worse off. I still had my arm. Mm -hmm. I still had, you know, it's not like it was gone. It was just, it was just a setback. So then Nikki's, if you know Nikki's personality, you know, she's funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she said, I, she said, I, I said, cause I was asking her and I forgot who else it might've been B. Um, what should I name my bike? And Nikki said, uh, Ike Turner. Ike. <laughs> cause he beat, he beat yeah. You? Cause he beat my ass. <laughs> And Ike was born. <laughs> okay, so that's how you got Ike. And I'm, I was reading your um, your recap. I said, is this Ike or bike? Oh, it must be Ike. Ah, I get it. Got it. Ike, Ike my Ike. Ike, my bike. Mm -hmm. So a year later, Ike was still kicking my ass. And um, so uh, almost a year to the date, they said my, my ortho was like, because um, I was frustrated. I couldn't lift my arm. I was only able to do this far and move it backwards. I couldn't lift it all the way like now. I would continue with PT. Let's go ahead and um, take the plate out and the screws out so we can get range of motion. Okay. Um, I talked to my coach at the time, Janice. We went ahead and got the plate removed. And when they were in there, they realized how much scar tissue I had in between the joints of my shoulder and everything else. So they went and cleaned it all up um, to make sure that it move. would be good to go. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was so excited. I had range of motion. I mean, immediate the immediate return on on that surgery was amazing. So this um, is the first hurdle that you that you had to uh, o overcome the the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And the second hurdle was taking the plate out and screws out. I was so mm -hmm. excited. And then then I broke my toe two months later. Stubbed your toe. Now I would normally not stub it. I broke, <laughs> broke it. your toe. Yes. Oh I man. broke my toe. I shattered it. Mm. And I was out of town. I was in Georgia at the time. So, um, you know, God blesses you with different people. And, and through that, I met, you know, some very fantastic people. I got to meet Hannah Vontana. But Vaughn, um, she sent me my first pair of tri shirts mm. um, and, a, and a beautiful note saying, you know, your setback is just a good, it's just going to be a good for a good comeback. So fast forward, I, I supported Vaughn and her first. I had never seen a triathlon. I never, you know, other than Gino's at the, at the sprint try, mm -hmm. but I'd never seen an Ironman triathlon. Um, and I got to support Vaughn in her, I think, seventh Ironman at Chattanooga two years ago. Okay. And watching her 
and her friend Mags go, you know, these are, they're beasts. Mm-hmm. And watching them and what they, their pre-race, race day, you know, I told her, I said, can you please send me instructions? instructions. I have never done. <laughs> I don't know what, like, to, I don't even know what a Sherpa was. I had to Google that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. what is a Sherpa? <laughs> and um, can you send me instructions? So I followed those to the T. So we became really good friends mm-hmm. through that. And then I met <clears throat> Janice Tucker. And, you know, Janice is a beast in her own right. I was supporting her and I met Janice through that because, you know, if you know me, anything and everybody will tell you I'm out there cheering for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, and I was calling her name and Janice is looking at me like, I don't know you, but OK, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we became good friends, too. And so fast forward to 2017, they took my plate out. You know, um, Janice comes and does um, a duathlon and stays with me. I got to see her pre-race ritual. So I learned. I, I couldn't do a lot of stuff, but I can at least learn along the people. way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by learning, you know, it helps you yourself, right? So I learned from all of these experienced people. Well, when I broke my toe, um, again, I was in Georgia. So my son had to drive me from Georgia and come back. So um, he, Janice said, tell him to come to Charlotte. I'll, I'll pick you up from there and then bring you home. So who does that? Yeah. Um, she, she she picks me up from Charlotte, takes me home. I thought she was going to spend the night and then go home. Nope. She turned around and went right back mm. to Charlotte. Um, so talk about blessings. I When I tell you I'm blessed, I have so many great people um, from Gina, Pam, everybody that has ever supported me. Um, the hardest part in 2018, fast forward to 2018, um, I've had a lot of setbacks people don't know about because <laughs> yeah. I didn't post, I didn't post a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at this point, everybody's like, oh man, is she ever going to make it to the starting yeah, line? <laughs> <Glass. you> know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from like that movie Unbreakable. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> and so um, I got the new, my coach has started um, at the time, Janice was going back to um, get her physical therapy license, um, you know, certification. Mm-hmm. So she could no longer coach me. And uh, she recommended Jackie Miller from BritFit. I'm so blessed, um, you know, because um, Jackie doesn't live far from me, but um, she also understands I have a thyroid condition. Mm -hmm. So she understands my thyroid because she has one. And my coach is badass like Katie and all of them. You know, she's um, gone to world. She's always placing in her age group. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's walking the walk and talking the talk. You know what I mean? So, um, not that Janice wasn't, Janice was too, but I'm just saying she picked a good coach for yeah. me. Um, and so Jackie took the baton at the end of February, and I had already signed up for a half Ironman Raleigh to do the swim, the relay. And um, Nikki's and B had agreed to do that with me as my training because. And you felt like you were um, the only an- you you were the anchor. Uh, no, I was a weakling. The weakling. Well, <laughs> on anchor, that team. Pulling, pulling the team down, anchor. <laughs> yes, yes. I was the. I would if if we DNF'd on anything, it, was gonna be it would have been the. Yes, it was going to be me, and um and I was doing my best to make sure that didn't happen. But um the my coach Jackie said, okay, I need you to get into uh, master swim. Master swim. That's for people who are really good mm-hmm. at swimming. And she's like, you got to do master swim. JP is amazing. Um, he's a master swim coach. And he, you know, he has other triathletes there. So I started going to master swim. Boy, I thought I was doing okay in my swim. Mm, I was, I was back to basics. Uh, I had to learn to, you know, swimming is so technical. Yeah. It's, it's so very different than cycling and running. Cycling is technical too, but not as technical as swimming. Um, it's easier to teach a swimmer to run than it is to teach a runner to swim. Mm. And uh, I had, he had to undo all my bad habits, all the things that I had accumulated over the years, um, how I thought I should breathe, when I should breathe. Um, he had to do one-on-one sessions for me to make sure I was ready 
for half Ironman Raleigh relay. Um, when I tell you, every, you know, everything came crashing down. I was so emotional after coming out the swim, knowing that I made the cutoff by a minute and 37 seconds. <laughs> mm. It was amazing because I, in April, I had to do, I had, I had six fibroids and my quality of life was suffering because of the fibroids. Mm-hmm. So I had to have an embolization, which then set me back two weeks of training. So let me and ask you, Lil, with, with all of these setbacks, what, what is it that, ke- that keeps you going? My, um, it's, it's an internal thing. You know, you can't teach that. My perseverance to keep moving. And, uh, um, and you know, if, I don't know if you can see, but in my board behind me, but I have no quitting on there. Um, I got Philippians 413 because um, that's my mantra, Philippians 413. And, um, and then um, I have Badass is Beautiful. And Badass is Beautiful and Do Epic Shit um, on my bracelet. This comes from Vaughn. You know, mm-hmm. she's, um, she's a Betty. Um, and I wear a lot of the Betty gear because I love Betty. Um, so all of that, you know, you just, you know, there's days, don't, don't get me wrong. There's days when you're just like, this is some bullshit. I, uh, you know, what am I doing this for? Why, you know, um, I need new friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need couch potato friends. Is there any out there? Couch um, potato friends. <laughs> I don't even have, even my inner circle, even my friends um, that are family to me, Bentina, Angela, you know, Latanya and all of them. Um, they, you know, they got into running too. So we're, you know, our, our vacations become race vacations, you know, so we're running all the time. I'm just like, I just want to go on the beach and do nothing. Um, someone, and then Vaughn said, you would be bored. <laughs> so even my best friend and, um, it's like a sister to me and all them, she's into, you know, marathons and I mean, well, not marathons, half marathons, mm-hmm. um, and stuff. So, um, I don't have, my circle is not about, um, and in, and even in my circle, there's nobody that's there that's um, that's okay with the being mediocre. None of my friends are mediocre. Has uh-huh. this always been like a part of your your, your nature and upbringing? <clears throat> yes, um, you know, I've always you know mediocre was not an option. No quitting, quitting was never an option. Um, I grew up in East LA, so you know you either become a survivor or a victim in that in that kind of neighborhood. Um, you know, it's a it's a really bad neighborhood. You know, people t- they talk about South Central, they talk about Compton. Um, what you don't hear is about East LA, and East LA is just as bad, if not you know as as those locations. It's just um, it's just a different type of. Is it just in a different area? <laughs> yeah, and you were raised by by um, by a stepmom. I was. Uh, I am. You know, yes, my stepmother is. Um, so my background is my both my biological parents are Egyptian, but my stepmother's Mexican. So I was raised by her since I was three years old. Um, you know, she she married my dad, and my dad died when I was three. So she had three kids plus me. Mm-hmm. There was four of us when she was raising us um, by herself. So working three jobs and everything else. So if I get my work ethic. It's going to be from her. Gotcha. And then I had a coach who was like my dad in high school. Um, you know, but um, early on in. Um, in high school, I had, um, you know, either everybody wants to be in a gang. So what gang you're in depends on you. Um, so my mom got me into what they call police explorers. It's like um, it's like Boy Scouts, but you learn to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. And um, that became my goal. I wanted to be a police officer when I was growing up. And I, they, my mom talked to the advisor. And normally you got to be 14. They took me at 12 or 13. I can't remember what age to keep me out of gangs um, and stuff. And so because you want to belong somewhere, and um, gangs make it eat, make you think that you have a family when you really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found a family, and that was the police explorers. And they taught me to run. Um, so I ran in high school, and my coach became like my dad. Um, so uh, he would pick me up in the mornings. Um, he feed me <laughs> he'd take he'd take me home after school 
um, so I can avoid, you know, having to walk in those neighborhoods. Uh, but you walk, you know, you learn to walk with a purpose. You learn to, that you're a survivor. You're not a victim. Um, yeah. And stuff. So that's, I, you know, that, I, you know, those neighborhoods teach you that how to hustle. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely teach you, teach you how to hustle, how to grind, how to keep it, keep it moving. Um, it is, it is, a, it's a pleasure having you on, on the air though. I mean, hearing your story, just constantly overcoming these, these challenges from the shoulder to learning, learning how to, to, to start on this process. I don't know why people want to do triathlons. I, tell people it's an easier way to get to the start of a marathon just sign up for the marathon but they insist on swimming and doing a bike ride but hey who am i to judge um <clears throat> but it's about pushing your body you, know, you push your body to the limits i mean a marathon you're out there at most most people six hours mm -hmm. you know whatever um i mean look at um some of the accomplishments of people like i my, my half took me eight hours um you know some people you know for the full marathon takes them almost to the wire 17 hours you know what i mean yeah. and so it's like it's like pushing your body to another level yeah yeah i have i have a, a goal of trying to get to uh to boston then i'll look at um <clears throat> triathlons but for now that that's that's the that's the plan but you being yeah. able to to stick to it and see it through says says a lot about you um and i, I think your 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 personality and, and makeup attracts certain people in your in your in your circle yeah, I always say your vibe attracts your tribe, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you not to say, you know, I, I I'm not going to be mediocre. This is what I want to do. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep going, keep driving. It would be easy to say, well, I can't do it now. My shoulder's broken. You know, oh, I can't do it now. I got to get these plates out. Oops, I stubbed my toe. I won't be coming in today. But you um, you kept it moving, and that says a lot about I, you. I'm so well. I'm so blessed. I mean, I've got like you know, I had so many people from my coach to like Angela and, and Dolly doing the tri-camp with me to then, um, they call themselves the Rat Pack Mafia. The Rat Pack Mafia. <laughs> Rat Pack Mafia. The Mafia. Yeah, they're part of the um, Triangle Tri-Club. Um, and, you know, one of the girls, Julie, saw me at camp and said, hey, come ride with us. We'll help you get better on the bike because the bike was, it's, it's been my nemesis. Um, one, it's a heavy bike, but two, I, I see a hill and it's like kryptonite. So they said, come, you know, so all along the way, I've had so many people, um, so many people and they even like BMR, you know, I used to run with, um, I could had, I couldn't be, I haven't been able to run with them in a long time because of my training. Mm -hmm. Um, usually, usually Sundays has been my ride bike, but even then they'll still check on me, say, Hey, they've come to my sprint tries last year, you know? So, um, when I tell you I have a great tribe, you know, and I mean, the best thing anybody could ever give you a best compliment they can give you is giving you their time. Right. And foregoing their training. Yeah. I mean, Look at Vaughn and Halima coming to support us during the try. A lot of my friends were going to come, but you know, Hurricane Florence put a put a kink in that. Yeah. Um, you even had to. Had that, you would have been. In, you were supposed to be in taper mode and then wind up uh, <laughs> standing in steel toe boots for uh, yeah for, a week. for eight days. Yeah, eight days. It's uh, it's you know, the devil tried to take me out. I was like, nope, not today. <laughs> Oh, but I man. could feel it. I could feel that on the run. I could feel how tired my body was. So I, it, my goals changed on race day. It changed from a certain goal time to which I didn't share with a lot of people to then just finishing. Okay. You know, finishing, finishing upright, finishing, you know, um, uh, and finishing with a smile um, and stuff. So and I, I think I accomplished that. I, this is the first time I ever liked any of my race pictures. So I had to buy them. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, thank you so very much, Lil. I appreciate it, and I know your story will inspire many to get out there and, and, and keep pushing despite whatever the uh, the odds that might be facing. Well, thank you for even thinking I was worthy of coming on your show. That's why I kept sending all these people because I was like, "What? I haven't." <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do it yet. Yeah, wait. Wait till after I finish. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you for having me on your show. You're welcome. I always think a lot of it. So you have a great day. You do the same now. Bye bye. All right. Bye.